Hi, it's Bruce T here with another podcast. This podcast is about the transfiguration of Jesus, where he was seen by three of the disciples, along with Moses and Elijah. And Jesus was seen in all his glory. So we're going to start now by reading from Mark 9, 2 to 9, from the World English Bible. After six days, Jesus took with him Peter, James and John and brought them up into a high mountain privately by themselves. And he was changed into another form in front of them. His clothing became glistening, exceedingly white like snow, such as no launderer on earth can whiten them. Elijah and Moses appeared to them and they were talking with Jesus. Peter answered Jesus, Rabbi, it is good for us to be here. Let's make three tents, one for you, one for Moses and one for Elijah. For he didn't know what to say, for they were very afraid. A cloud came overshadowing them and a voice came out of the cloud. This is my beloved son, listen to him. Suddenly, looking around, they saw no one with them except Jesus only. As they were coming down the mat from the mountain, he commanded them that they should tell no one what things they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So our first point is the marvellous vision of Jesus. Jesus seen in his glory by the disciples on the mountain. Jesus with Moses and Elijah, which represents the word of the law and also the prophets. Now, if you think about what we've been watching on The Chosen in the season one, we see Jesus with no home, living in a tent and cooking with very basic utensils and making things out of wood. In this scripture, we see Jesus in his glory. And it's something that we can think about, something that we can remember in the back of our minds. And we'll see this again when we get to heaven, but it shows us Jesus in all his glory. And it's a good sight for us to remember and to see. Although we see in the scriptures, Jesus healing the sick, teaching we also know that it says that foxes have wolves and the birds have the sky of nests but the son of man has nowhere to lay his head so while he was on earth he was moving around with nowhere to live possibly in the tent like in the chosen we see him in this description in his glory and it really encourages us so now we can imagine jesus in his glory not as he was mutilated and tortured on the cross of Calvary, paying the price of our sin, past, present and future. But we can see Jesus in his glory. And this helps us when we get to heaven, we will see him as he really is. The second point is the expression of Peter. Once again, we rely on the testimony of Peter, the disciple who is quite loud and always has something to say. I believe he misunderstands the situation, but then who wouldn't? He'd been with Jesus, seen him live his life as he went round the countryside, ministering to the people. What does Peter say? What does he do? It's a new situation he found himself in and what is required. Don't forget, Peter is the leader of the pack and also has to look good in front of the other disciples. I'm sure that's what he wanted to be. And sometimes we find ourselves in unfamiliar situations. Maybe the first time we come across a traffic accident. What do we do? We call 999 
we don't panic, we might freeze, overreact, look after the hurt and injured, and wait for the emergency services, and then after they come, we can breathe. The next time we are better prepared, we're experienced, so we can go through the same situation with a better understanding. So what must be going through Peter's mind, and I believe this is shown in what he says, as he sees Jesus, Moses and Elijah, Jesus the Son in all his glory, Moses the representative of the law, and Elijah the representative of the prophet. What is the right reaction? We could probably say to worship. Peter panics. If you've ever seen Dad's army, you'll know that Corporal Jones, he always panics when he gets into a situation. And Peter decides he must do something and offers to build tents for them to live in. But what he's offering is a semi-permanent solution. He doesn't understand in his temporal vision a tent is not required accommodation. The scene shows Jesus in his glory, the Son of God, the Word and the Prophets. It is a glimpse of heaven for Peter, James and John. They will never forget this. I expect they revisit this scenario in a mind. The reality of it doesn't dawn on them until Jesus is resurrected. Then they see him. They are convinced, preach the gospel for the first time. They see many repenting and believing. And then they see the miraculous healing of the man in Acts 3. As they command the man in the name of Jesus and he is cured. Excited, walking, leaping and praising God. I expect Peter and John were also leaping, if not in reality, in their hearts. Wow, look what's just happened. We've prayed for someone in the name of Jesus and he's got healed. What a testimony. What a start to their ministry. The third point we'll look at in this, from these scripture verses, is the words of God. In 7b, verse 7b, this is my beloved son. Listen to him. Throughout the New Testament, we are encouraged to hear the voice of Jesus. In John 10, 27, it says, My sheep hear my voice and I know them, and they follow me. Hebrews 3, 15, it says, Today, if you hear his voice, harden not your heart. We have the Bible and the New Testament. Jesus says a lot to us, a lot of teaching, a lot of things for us to understand as we read the Bible we can understand what Jesus is saying. In the Bible, then, there are two Greek words translated word in the English. These Greek words are logos and rima. Both logos and rima are the word of God. Logos is God's word it's recorded in the Bible, while rima is the word of God spoken to us at a specific occasion to apply to the situation we are in. A word at the right time. For us, a prophetic word. By experiencing Rima words in your life, it encourages your faith. You hear from God, a word pops in your mind, or a word or a verse seen when you read the Bible, it's as though it's highlighted. Find it's true, provided it's scriptural and builds you up in your relationship with God. It says in Romans 10, 17, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Rema word of God. This is what helps you to understand what Jesus is saying, builds your faith and your relationship with him.
When we think of another example, it's rather like the Highway Code. The Highway Code is written for all kinds of driving. When you're on a motorway, one part applies, but when you're in town, another part applies. And so you've got the Logos word, which is a regular word that you can read in the Bible, and the Rima word that pops out to you from time to time. And it's this Rima word that helps you, your faith, to increase. And what does it say at the end of the letters in Revelation? There are seven letters, and at the end of each letter it says, He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the assemblies. The assemblies being the churches in Revelation. So it's important in the Christian life that we hear from Jesus. We are his sheep, we follow him, and he wants us to hear his voice. Whether that's a still small voice, whether it's an urge to do something, or whether it's from the Bible itself. All these methods are there, and Jesus wants us to follow him, and he wants us to hear from him. And we need to stay in step with the Spirit as well. In Galatians 5.25, in the New International Version, it says, Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. If you remember the Queen's funeral, all those soldiers were marching, and they were all in squares, all in lines, from columns, and they were all there, and it was perfect. And it's just like that with us. We need to keep in step with the Spirit. What the Spirit is saying to us, what Jesus is saying to us through the Spirit. So we need to develop this relationship, listen to what Jesus is saying to us all the time and in the moment. So we need to think about these three points today. The marvellous vision of Jesus in his glorified state. What we will see when we get to heaven. Jesus in his glorified state. And it's something that we need to remember, think about. And when we worship Jesus, sing those praise and worship songs, we're praising him and knowing what he's gloriously like. And then we think about the expression of Peter. I'm really pleased that Peter says these things and it's recorded because if he'd just thought them, we'd have no record of it. So I'm really pleased with Peter for all that he says, all that he does is encourages me to know what's going on at the, at the time in the scriptures. And then we need to hear from Jesus. As once again it says, my sheep hear my voice. So we can keep this vision in the back of our minds until we see Jesus face to face. Either when he raptures the believers in Jesus or when he returns to earth and his final return. Amen. So may the Lord bless you. May the Lord keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and give you his peace, his love, his joy. May you remember Jesus in his glorified state and what Peter has explained to us and then hear the voice of the Lord as Jesus directs you in this Christian life. In the name of the Father, Son and Holy Spirit. Amen. So until next time, bye for now.